Hello, today I am joined by my incredible friend and overwhelm coach, Amelia Kirk. In this conversation, we really dive into perfectionism, how perfectionism can result in overwhelm and really impact your confidence. Um, Amelia has like the most practical um, and like actionable way of working. Um, So she really, really gives some juicy, juicy wisdom on how to start actioning new practices, new rituals, new ways of being and new ways of thinking into your life so that you can prevent overwhelm from taking over and ultimately feel more happy, more confident and able to move forward with your desires in your life. So if you love this episode, please rate us five stars, leave a little review, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so that I can share and I can have a chat with you all. Um, But yeah, I think you're going to love this one. Hello, welcome to Make It Happen, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Harris, life coach, mindset mentor, and entrepreneur. And I'm here to be your guide and bring you all things mindset, personal growth, and self-discovery. This podcast is designed for the people who believe they truly can have it all. The people who are ready to unapologetically be, do, and have everything they dream of. It's your place to be for all the inspiration, knowledge, and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot, expand your self-awareness, and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving, and powerful version of yourself. And by listening to this podcast, you've already taken the first step. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and know that you truly are the expert on your own life. And if you're ready for unshakable confidence, deep self-compassion, and radical mindset shifts, then you're so in the right place. So let's go make it happen. Hey, Amelia, my friend, the amazing Overwhelm Coach. I am so excited to have you on the podcast finally (laughs) today and I would love it if you could just give everyone like a bit of an introduction to who you are, what you do, who you work with and yeah we can we can go from there. Well firstly thank you so much for having me I'm very excited but yeah I am Amelia I'm an overwhelm coach and speaker and I work primarily with people just to help them overcome the overwhelm that modern life and work throws at us all of the time and I kind of use a particular approach to do that which I'm sure we can talk about a little bit Um, but yeah that is who I am and what I do. Amazing love it and I know I, I, I love the way that you work because you're so practical you just get it done (laughs) um and so like strategic and um yeah like you said of course like feel free to share whatever you want to share today um but yeah it's so lovely 
to help you. Um, I would love it before we fully dive in. I would love it if you could share kind of what brought you to this place. Why overwhelm coaching? Um, what kind of the the backstory is? Well, there's been quite a journey to get here, I will say. Um, When I first started out, I was looking particularly at kind of balance um, and that work-life balance and just kind of noticed that that wasn't the word that was resonating with people. Actually, people weren't necessarily looking for balance. They were trying to let go of that overwhelm that was sort of ruling their lives. And that was something I had a huge amount of experience with. I was so, so overwhelmed in my old job. Um, I used to be the operations manager of Europe's largest luxury health club, which is quite a full on stressful environment. We would have more than 3000 people come in a day. So there was a lot going on and I was often very, very overwhelmed. And I didn't really notice this. I would just power on, power through, which I think a lot of us do. I'm sure you've done it yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got to that stage. Um, I was actually taking a sabbatical from work to go traveling, I think because it had got to that point. Um, I was planning to be going back and I just realized that I was so stressed so overwhelmed and I knew if I'd gone to the doctors then I would have been signed off from work but I was like nope don't have time for that um and I went away and I assumed that all of my problems would disappear because I was away and all of those things that I thought were causing my overwhelm um I couldn't blame them anymore I was away from them all and I was still overwhelmed so when I got back from that time away I realized I really needed to do something about it and that was when I went on my own journey to to figure out and deal with my overwhelm and I also took that opportunity to retrain that's when I trained as a coach and set up my own business and yeah that's how I've got to where I am now Mm, beautiful and it sounds like what I was hearing when you said that was this wasn't something that was planned (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) Mm, something that's kind of evolved because I am a big fan of a plan and this was not planned at all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely naturally evolved to, to where it is now. Oh my gosh. Love it. Love it. Something about like following the breadcrumbs and just being like, okay, what I was told at that point was that I needed to go traveling and take some time away from work. But actually what came of that is a whole new beginning almost and and a whole whole new business and you've well both of us we kind of started around like a similar time that's how we um became friends right yeah um so yeah and it's been like 18 months now is it yeah I think so it's it's so funny when you're putting it like that it's like um I remember before I left work one the recruitment manager actually was like to me I don't know if you're going to come back. I'm like, I'm coming back. He's like, well, people go off traveling and they come back and they become a yoga teacher. And I was like, I'm not becoming a yoga teacher. Um, But I just, I had no idea that this was the way it was going to go. It just completely turned my life on its head, really. (laughs) But yeah, I think it has been sort of, yeah, 18 months or so now. Oh my goodness. Love it. And that was so funny. Maybe she accidentally planted the seed. Yeah, I know. Like, she you, shouldn't have said that. Your fault, yeah. <laughs> I bet she's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. Amazing, amazing. Um, so I would love it. I mean, if you could share a little bit on perhaps how if if I'm thinking about the people that listen to the podcast and the people in my community, um, they want to know, you know, how to feel more confident and and ultimately access like their fullest potential. And I wonder how working with clients and in your own experience, how does overwhelm 
impact that if we're talking about feeling the the most confident version of ourselves or accessing like I said the the, the best version of ourselves, our, our fullest potential oh overwhelm just completely blocks you being able to do either of those things um for me, for me, it definitely did. And I see it with clients all the time. I think when you're feeling really overwhelmed as well, there's this sense that you can't do everything. Everything is too much, which also then makes you feel like you're not good enough because surely you should be able to do all of these things and keep up because everybody else seems to be able to. So it has a huge impact on your confidence because you feel like you're not, you're not keeping up with everybody else. Everybody else makes it look easy and you're making life look hard essentially so it has a massive impact on your confidence and when you are feeling such a strong emotion is that 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 overwhelm and that exhaustion and stress and anxiety that often come along with it how on earth do you expect to be reaching your fullest potential you just can't but I think so often we are striving to reach our fullest potential and we end up feeling overwhelmed because we're trying to be perfect we're trying to do everything in the right time in the right order and we just wind up feeling overwhelmed so there's a huge connection and relationship between between those things Oh my goodness. When you were saying that, I had like a a mini flashback to to, that you described my past life (laughs) was super, super like, um, almost would say like probably someone else on the outside would probably describe me as like Taipei personality, like quite Mm -hmm. always on like, oh my goodness. Um, Now probably not that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't really know. But um, yeah, this kind of like worrying or also wanting to wanting to like be better, be a, mm. a better person ultimately. But then perfectionism getting in the way and like having a list of how to be better and how to access your fullest potential and how to be more confident and like everything needs to be ticked off. And that sounds even saying it, I feel a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's giving you all these things to do. And I think one of the biggest differences, as you just said that there, I think it's this idea of constantly striving for better, which in some ways is a good thing. Like, of course, I, I constantly want to be evolving and growing and developing, but with the acceptance of where you are now and the compassion for where you are now. And I know that's a huge amount, you know, compassion is a massive thing that you talk about a lot. And mm-hmm. um, that's, I think the difference. Whereas when you're coming at it from a place of like, I have to be better because I'm not good enough, as opposed to, I want to be better because I know that I can constantly grow. Um, there's such different feelings. And that feeling of I'm not good enough, I need to be better is a catalyst for then feeling overwhelmed because you, you strive to do everything. Mm. so you're seeing there's like a link between worthiness and overwhelm I think so yeah mm -hmm. and it's the perfectionism as well that ties into it and I think we've so often I used to I used to go into job interviews and be like I'm a perfectionist like it was a really good thing tell me about your strength (laughs) Um, well actually it's a bit of a weakness but you know I make it a strength um like that's how I used to think perfectionism was and it's not (laughs) it's like it's it's a really awful thing because you are setting yourself up for failure every single day because perfect doesn't exist and the it's the same thing with with overwhelm and that connection with it and that worth because you don't think how you are is worthy until you're perfect but you're never going to be perfect so you're never going to be worthy um and that's just a never-ending cycle that's just horrible and very overwhelming 
Mm. Mm, oh my goodness feels so seen when you're talking <laughs> about the interview 100 percent. I feel like I thought that was original <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like they're probably the interviewers are like mm, yeah we got yeah. perfectionism one yeah, that one before <laughs> love it love it um something when you were saying that what came up for me was how do we spot this then because obviously talking about perfectionism talking about overwhelm what I'm what I'm hearing and what I certainly noticed in myself was this um almost not recognizing that okay like I'm gonna say that I'm a perfectionist but actually not recognizing that I I am or I was and actually the the detri- the detrimental kind of impact that it had on my life and I wonder if you could kind of share the almost like red flags like are there Mm. any warning signs that perfectionism might be showing up kind of subtly before it becomes completely overwhelming and you're like oh my goodness I need to do something now I think for me I would say in a way don't focus on perfectionism because I'd say for the majority of people it is there so Mm. probably got it so why don't you assume that you have it and take some steps to counteract that rather than go well I'm only going to do it if I find the proof kind of assume that you've got it um but actually I think perfectionism is one of the like the underlying issues just look at some of the surface level stuff first because you're probably not going to dig down initially and realize that it's perfectionism that's what I would do it's what you would do with somebody but they're probably not going to come to you and go I'm a perfectionist um or not in the way of realizing it's got the impact it has it's just like yeah yeah I am um so I would just say to everybody listening assume you're a perfectionist even somebody that goes oh well I you know i I'm happy to do things late. I'm, you know, whatever the the normal rules that for me are going. Maybe I'm I'm lazy or I don't turn up on time. There's still probably elements of you that are, are a perfectionist because I think it's incredibly hard to avoid. I do think, particularly as a woman, and I, I don't like to make a generalization, but generally we are brought up in a way that we are expected to be a certain way, and that's ingrained in us from when we're so so little. You know how we hear that if you approach a a toddler of a girl or a boy, a boy, you're likely to say something like, oh, do you play football or comment on something they can do? And a girl, you're likely to say, your dress is pretty. Like it's ingrained Mm -hmm. from when we're so, so young and it's that perfectionism. So assume that you're perfectionist and then start to try and combat that by, one thing I've done, I try and stop. Now it's not a good example, but I try to not use the word perfect anymore. Um, I do in conversations like this, obviously, but Mm. it used to be my default like phrase. You know, when you said to me, when can we do the when can we do the podcast? I would normally have replied, that time, perfect. That's great for me, perfect. Well, it's not perfect. Like it doesn't perfect doesn't exist. And actually, if we're gonna really ingrain that to ourselves, let's stop using it across the board, like as much as possible. So that's something that I do for me. Um, last night I was really pleased with myself. It's an ongoing process. I wanted to finish reading a book last night for no particular reason. So it's a book I'm reading and there were only like 30 pages left, but it's a work related book. And I was going to take it up to bed with me. So I was like, oh, I should just get it finished. I was like, no, that's the perfectionist in me. It's not helping me. So just start to notice those things and just do those little acts of rebellion against the perfectionist police almost in you being like, no, do it. Um, But yeah, assume you are and then start to notice it rather than assume you're not and ignore all the signs. Mm. Oh my goodness. I love that. Like just 
that that's sorted already <laughs> kind yeah. of if you if you just assume that that's how you are yeah. or that's how in some ways that you show up um then you've already kind of crossed the, the first almost barrier and you've got through that avoidance because really yeah trying to find okay well I'm gonna do this checklist to see whether I'm a perfectionist is that not just avoidance of getting yeah. it sorted <laughs> and I'm gonna answer um, it perfectly because I'm a perfectionist yeah. <laughs> that would be me <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and find the right answer but yeah like let's make the assumption that we are because any of the things that we do to try and avoid perfectionism um as in to to counteract it not like avoid putting that label on it um is only going to be a positive thing for us and either it might not impact us because we might not be that much of a perfectionist or it's going to have a huge impact but it's not going to have a negative impact mm. beautiful beautiful um and something that came up for me whilst you were talking about kind of almost um excuse me like symptoms of of this perfectionism was um and something that I definitely relate to the most is the almost um theme of of like procrastination so oh I'm not perfectionist because I always leave things to the last minute well perfectionism really is kind of procrastination disguise isn't it (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely elements of it. It's like you put something off because because you're so afraid of something not being perfect because actually let's look at it that way around. That's what it is. It's a fear of something not being perfect. So I'm going to put it off and put it off because I'm so scared I'm not going to be able to deliver something perfectly. Well, you're not going to be able to deliver it perfectly. So let's get that out of the way and just approach it. But yeah, they're, they're definitely really tied together as well, that procrastination. Mm. Mm. Definitely. I just love how practical you are. You're like, yeah, no, this is what we do. And then we move on. <laughs> yeah, I I have a very practical approach to things. And I think that's because of, of my own kind of journey to things is that um, I'm definitely embracing kind of spiritual things a lot more, but it's not my um, it's not my go to. Um, and that was not my access to this kind of world of self-development and personal development. For me, it's about how can I make this accessible for people that aren't at that stage yet and that just were, I just want you to really, really help me. But it doesn't mean we don't dig deep. It just takes it from like a very different angle. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And that's how kind of both of us work so differently, but we like marry marry up kind of our um, themes in the middle. Um, and I, I love that. I love it. <laughs> it's also such a clear a sign as well that there is no perfect way of doing things. Because like you just said, we could work with similar clients on similar things, but because of some kind of defining feature of them, they're actually going to ha- like be very different. But it's because there's no perfect way and everyone's approach is different. Everyone's style is different for anything. And it's just remembering that and recognizing that in our own lives when we feel there are such timelines or just kind of set things we should be achieving in a certain way that just not the case yeah absolutely absolutely so with that someone kind of has perhaps I I would say like in the community like listening to this if they're like okay like I I'm gonna assume that I'm I'm a perfectionist and I'm gonna take these actions now I wonder what what happens then in kind of like now moving on to like the world of overwhelm mm-hmm. where kind of do you see like with your clients and, and the work that you do where does overwhelm then kind of show up the most if we're 
almost removing perfectionism from it? So perfectionism is one element of it. And if I briefly explain how kind of my coaching works a little bit, it will probably make sense. But perfectionism falls into one of the pillars. And I work with four pillars with with anybody on overwhelm, whether that be in a workshop or a kind of one to one container. But that is around perspective. So that's your mindset, your beliefs, your language. It is around your prevention techniques. And that's something different for everybody. And then it's also around prioritization. And that is where perfectionism comes in perfectionism people pleasing kind of boundaries and then the last one is planning and time management the very practical side of things like we've just kind of said so if you Mm -hmm. take perfectionism out of that there are still so many other things that are impacting your overwhelm but being able to understand your perfectionism it helps you to prioritize better and also make better decisions because so often we're feeling really overwhelmed but a huge amount of that pressure is pressure that we've put on ourselves especially for us as entrepreneurs, of course. But if you look at most people in an employed setting as well, there's a lot of external blame. The culture here, my boss, this, this and that and the other means that I have to reach these perfect perfect standards. But Mm. actually we're putting that on ourselves because we're deciding what perfect means. Um, So that's kind of where it really falls into that overwhelm and, and where we really see it take take shape is that idea of that external blame when actually we're creating more pressure for ourselves we're creating just just so much extra stress and hassle and using up lots of time and all of those things again are like a perfect storm try not to say perfect uh, <laughs> but a perfect storm for overwhelm because you're just putting all of these things in a pot and going what's going to happen what's going to happen is you're going to feel overwhelmed mm. Love that. <laughs> Love that. And it and it's so true. And I think so relatable for, like you say, entrepreneurs, but then also people who are in a nine to five corporate job. Um, something in there about having a choice, because what I hear you saying is, yes, of course, like work circumstances, life situations, etc. can create some sort of um like emotional reaction but something that that I always say to clients and I always say in um my fear to freedom program is when we forget as human beings that we have the opportunity to choose we give our power away completely and I wonder if you wanted to kind of speak into that a little bit and and share your perspective oh completely agree when we recognize the choice that we have, we are in such a powerful position. And when we feel like we have no choices, we feel more overwhelmed and we feel really powerless. And I've got, well, I'll share one of them, but an example of this where, so Emily, you know this, but last year we were in the middle of a renovation um, and it went incredibly badly wrong and it was super, super delayed. So we went to stay at my mum's because we, where we were living, we couldn't be there anymore. And I remember getting to a point where I was like, oh, I really just, I'm missing being in London. I'm missing my friends. I just find this really hard that I have to be here. And I just stopped Mm. myself to be like, I don't have to be here. Yes, the circumstances are what they are, but we could have chosen to spend quite a lot of money and stay somewhere near London. We could have chosen to like this is now sort of after lockdown, spend some money on visiting friends more often, getting the train more often. All of those things were choices that we had, 
but they didn't feel like the best choice. The best choice actually felt like, let's save money, let's be here. But recognizing that it was all a choice made it so much easier rather than like, God, I can't believe I'm here. This is so annoying. Um, it's just not taking any ownership or responsibility. And I had the same thing happen when we, um, we've got a little nearly five month old puppy. And the first mm-hmm. month of having her was so hard. And I remember thinking, this is, this is awful. <laughs> but what helped me in that moment was recognizing that I had a choice. It's a choice I didn't want to take, but I had a choice that I could have said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. That was always a choice. It was never one I wanted to take, but I could have gone, really sorry, somebody else want to take this dog. Um, and it was never a choice I wanted, but accepting that that was a possibility helped me in that moment when I'm stood outside in the rain, trying to get her to go to the toilet, not think, oh, I've got no option here. I'm backed into a corner. It just helps you see those other choices, even when they aren't choices that you want to take. Because that's the problem. When the other choices aren't ones that we want to take, we go, well, I don't have a choice. No, you do have a choice. You've already made your choice. And that's great. Mm. But recognize it. Just because you don't want the other options doesn't mean you don't have a choice. And like, if you look at the analogy of, say, like a relationship, you might, oh, I've got no choice about I'm, this is who I'm with. Well, of course, you've got a choice. There's loads of other people, but you've chosen this person. And you might not want to be with somebody else. But it's recognizing that there were always other choices. They just might not have been choices that you wanted to make. Mm. Mm. And, and what I'm hearing in that as well is like, so are you prepared to spend your energy almost moaning about, and I feel like that word is just (laughs) moaning about your current situation, or are you prepared to channel your energy into looking at different options? And even if you choose the one that you've already been with, give yourself the, the opportunity to change your mind if you want to. Therefore, changing your mind might then result in you perhaps changing your opinion, perspective, and then changing the action that comes from it in order to live a, a more like meaningful and ultimately happier life that is less overwhelming. Yeah. And the thing is, I think what I find for me, looking back on how I used to work, I was absolutely somebody and if anyone is listening thinking well you just don't get how my life works though you just don't get how my workplace works Mm. um I was Mm. in a role as I said I was um in a health club so I was very um shift based as well I had a rotor Emily I know you know you you did as well Uh, so there's certain things that definitely feel way out of your control but actually even then I was a senior manager anytime somebody dropped out I because again was a perfectionist well I'm gonna have to do it I'm the only one that can help with this and it's not true but we're we're kind of giving ourselves all of these messages that just reinforce it that that's the way it has to be but again if you accept the choice that there's other people other situations other options out there then you can really start to move forward even if you you are on the same path but you can move forward with different beliefs and a different mindset which we know makes a massive difference oh absolutely life-changing difference yeah um yeah so taking a hundred percent responsibility for your life for your situation and knowing that you can say no mm-hmm. <laughs> If you want to, you know, that that could be, you know, for some people, especially people that would identify as like a people pleaser, um, 
that sounds terrifying. Like, oh my goodness, I might have to say no to someone or that I can't do that or I don't have the energy for it. But that could be the last resort kind of situation. But it's about recognizing that actually I'm 100% responsible for everything that's my reaction and my emotions and everything that's going on. Because I thought... I'm about to say that 100% responsibility for other people's stuff, and that's not true. Um, but yeah, just just taking that and, and owning it. And I, I guess like just being open to changing your mind, changing your opinion, um, and doing that so that you can feel less overwhelmed. Mm. And I think that's hard for a perfectionist to do. Oh yeah. I know for myself, you know, <laughs> it's hard to go, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm still mm. wrong, you know, whatever it is. It's hard to admit that because we've put so much of our energy and our worth in the way that we're living. And if we suddenly are that's called into question, it becomes really difficult. So that's why I said again, going back to that idea, if you just assume that you are a perfectionist, if you assume some of these things and then take some action rather than all the internal fight of, well, I don't think that applies to me. Uh, actually assume that it does and see if you can get some sort of changes rather than assuming it doesn't and just staying stagnant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's... Um maybe this is not the right word, but like play a bit of like devil's advocate with it. Like, mm, it might be me. Why don't we try it? Why don't yeah, we see? <laughs> it is almost, isn't it? It's like, you know, what, what's the harm? What is the harm that can come from assuming that you are doing some of these things, you are, do have some of these behaviors and seeing if you could improve on them? Because if you don't have them, it's not going to matter. And also, I think we have this idea that any changes we make have to be such an effort and they're huge and they're monumental no it's tiny small changes that we make that add up to big changes overall so you can make some really small changes and start to notice if they make a difference and if they don't make a difference for you then you can leave it but you're probably going to find that they do and want to continue in some way Mm, yeah absolutely um something that I I was thinking about whilst you were saying that was a lot of the time we can almost feel yeah completely overwhelmed in in our situation I'm thinking especially you know as I was going to say as entrepreneurs but really as as anyone who is running like a a heart or doing a a heart-led job um or a soul-led job something that they might class as like their passion in a way something purposeful and actually the last resort that they never ever want to take is saying no and, and giving up on it almost um and to that I I think a lot of the time we think that we can't change but at the end of the day and I I say this to clients who have their own business that a lot of them are right at the start and I say there is something that is keeping you going because to put it really bluntly you could delete the Instagram account like you know I could right now delete the podcast delete the Instagram account never be seen again in the in the public eye do you know what I mean (laughs) on social media and that would be it so but I'm never gonna do that or never I don't know like (laughs) 
right you know now I mean. that's never, that doesn't feel <laughs> right like it would now. ever be a possibility yeah yeah but there is something inside of us it's like a little flame that flickers and it and it doesn't ever go out and mm. I think just recognizing that actually I do want this <laughs> even though it feels overwhelming sometimes it's like managing the symptoms but knowing that actually there is nothing that I would prefer than than actually this situation that's happening right now I think it's also being really honest with yourself isn't it if you do because I think sometimes giving up and that's probably not the word I would choose to use but yeah it's giving up stopping can be the best thing that you can do and because I think about this from my experience because I used to be an actress um and I got to a point where I was really bitter I was miserable because I wasn't actually acting um and stopping was one of the best things I've ever done but it was also absolutely like gut-wrenchingly heartbreaking because it was something I'd always wanted to do but it got to a stage and I think it's always important for entrepreneurs for anybody like you said that purpose-led kind of heart-led passion projects that you're following if it gets to a stage where it's impacting the passion that you have for it that's when it's time to really call into question but if it's not that passion is always gonna kind of stay alive and it's just whether you want to continue or not um but yeah it's it's very it's very interesting how it how it pans out for people but recognizing that is always a choice is really important because so much of the time you go well I can never take that option great so then how do we make this better how do we make this work for you how do we move this forward um and sometimes there is a stage where that is the option you want to take and also great how do we move you forward from this then what's next um but yeah I think it's just recognizing like I said always those choices that we have yeah Definitely, definitely. And I love, um, I love the the way that you put it. And of course, um, I think it's Stephen Bartlett. I don't know if you have like listened to his podcast or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I mean, Not all of them, but a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, of course, how, how has no one <laughs> listened? Um, and he says, in order to be successful, you've got to get really good at quitting. Um, and it's kind of, obviously that like initially can like trigger our nervous system and it's like what like I'm mm-hmm. being told to quit or give up and and what what you were like speaking into that kind of brought that up for me because what he's saying is if the the second that something feels like it's misaligned or it's not working anymore and you feel like the passion's gone he's like you've got to quit you've got mm-hmm. to finish it because that means that something better is is literally on its way to you it's like the the classic I think it's from like the sound of music isn't it like when one door closes another one opens probably not from from there but that's the first time I heard yeah it. yeah <laughs> yeah it's so true it's like um it's the same with anything isn't it it's like you're making space for something new and it's the same within a business it's evolving isn't it there's going to be a time where what you used to do it, it isn't going to satisfy where you want to go and it's just seeing those things and, and naturally letting things fall off as and when you are ready to, but recognizing that you might need to pay attention to when you're ready to it, ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So in terms of then taking action on this, so like having this awareness of, you know, whether some, someone's an entrepreneur or has a nine to five job or passion projects or something like that, um, where what what are the action steps then they've kind of made a choice how do they then feel settled in say their decision and and kind of prevent because I know prevention is massive for you Mm -hmm. 
how do they take action on preventing it from happening again? Because, you know, we can be like, oh, yeah, I've sorted this certain aspect of overwhelm and this certain situation. Then two weeks later, you're, you're back in it again. I think it's accepting that challenging situations are always going to happen and you will probably be facing overwhelm many times in your life, but it's something that you can approach in a really different way. I've definitely felt overwhelmed over this summer, but rather than it being kind of putting me in a hole for a week or something, it might be an hour where I'm like, oh, how can I bounce back from this? And I can then do that. So it's about building that resilience, really. So I think one of the first things, actually, I haven't mentioned, which I think is really important to mention with overwhelm, the feeling of overwhelm is more overwhelming than the things that cause your overwhelm in the first place. Mm. This is something that is so important for people to realize because we feel like, yeah, but I'm overwhelmed because of all of these things. Yeah, all of these things absolutely triggered it. And probably one thing in particular, but all of these things came together to trigger it. But now that feeling of being an overwhelm is worse than all of those things. So when we can recognize that again, it kind of helps us with that choice and awareness to kind of take that action and realize that overwhelm in itself is something to kind of deal with. Um, But it is looking at what are your prevention techniques. And for you to be able to build prevention techniques, you need to be paying attention to what works and what doesn't work. What doesn't work for you gives you as many clues as to what does work. And that, for me, is trial and error because we're all so different and we will need different things at different times. For some people, it's sort of exercise, it's journaling, it's gratitude, it's meditation, all of these things that we hear so much about. For other people as well, for me, I'm one of these people, TV. TV is a huge thing that is a prevention for me of overwhelm. I know that me having that time to sit down and relax with TV is really important, but it's not talked about in the personal development space because it's like, mm-hmm. it's seen as something lazy and like, oh, you sit and watch Netflix. Like that's a negative. You could be doing so much more with your time, but rest and replenishment in whatever shape that takes you is really important. So it's trying things out and noticing what works for you. And a way that i recommend people do this I have an overwhelm tracker which is free that anyone can download Uh, but that is basically paying attention initially the most basic thing how are you feeling in the morning rate it like get specific again for us to be able to take action let's really be specific with things get specific double check with yourself because it can be really easy when we're in a really busy period to just go oh oh, I'm feeling really stressed today and we've not really taken a moment to actually check in and we might go oh I'm actually a bit better or or a bit worse than I thought so really check in and then do the same in the evening check in how you're feeling rate it notice the difference has it gone up have you got more stressed and overwhelmed have you got less stressed and overwhelmed and what have you done in that day that could have impacted that whether that be positive or negative that's how you can start to identify what your own personal techniques can be or the things that you need to avoid doing that are going to sort of increase your overwhelm so that's a really basic way to just get started Um, and then it's just starting to explore other things okay so if if journaling has worked for you have I tried meditation or have I tried yoga or have I tried this? Just trying these things and seeing what works is starting to build up your own prevention toolkit, essentially. Mm, mm. And I, <laughs> I'm smiling as well, because in that I can hear the like past perfectionist in me or I can I can see her and I probably would have done the overwhelm tracker um and been like okay right I'm gonna try all of these things and I'm gonna do like 20 things in the morning 
yeah every single day for like two weeks and I'm then gonna feel like even more overwhelmed <laughs> yeah um, exactly mm, so and that's about- something so I was gonna say that's something to be really careful of when you're trying to make any changes don't do everything at once because again you're gonna feel overwhelmed you're trying to make all of these changes at once you're trying to keep track of all of these things and um, yeah that's the reason why in that overwhelm tracker I don't make suggestions really I think that's the odd example for when you fill it in because it's up to you. And actually, initially, it's not even trying to impact your overwhelm. You're just tracking it. You're just noticing it at the moment. What happens? How does it go throughout the day for you? Rather than immediately trying to jump in with all of these solutions. And we kind of then avoid what's actually going on. Love it. Love it. Yeah, because that's the that's the perfectionism and almost the, the procrastination showing up again. So actually just finding a, a way that works for you super super simply analyzing exactly what is going on and so you've kind of like I say like shone a light on it like before it was kind of in the shadow and now it's like ah, oh, in your consciousness you know what's going on yeah. um and then and then making it super super simple super actionable so even then for like your your nervous system it doesn't feel like oh my goodness I'm doing something completely different and and then triggers like the the fight or flight do you know what I mean and and then you end up kind of procrastinating that it's just a free flow and it and it kind of feels good which is literally the opposite of of feeling overwhelmed yeah exactly because I think it's so easy for you to take take on any changes and you just turn it into a tick box exercise perfectionist Mm. I'm going to tick them off like I said for my example of me last night I need to finish reading the book because I've said I'm going to it has no impact it's purely a perfectionist behavior so being able to notice that is really important um, so that we don't continue those patterns while telling ourselves that we're trying these things and then we tell ourselves well these things don't work for me but actually your intention isn't at that point your intention isn't to reduce your overwhelm your intention is to do it right so Mm. it's not gonna have the impact that you want because your reason behind it is is not the right one I would say or it's not the one that's going to get you the results that you want and need Mm. oh my goodness yeah no that's exactly it it's like what's the purpose behind it what's the intention and is the hidden intention really like I have to do this right and if that's if that's what feels safe for your body for your nervous system for for your mind then it's automatically going to default to playing out behaviors that make you do it right so actually just analyzing it and being like actually no what is actually most important for me and it definitely was something for me when I'm I'm listening to you I 100% resonate with everything that you're saying this this was me and Mm. still is me sometimes it's like actually I want to feel good in my life more than I want to feel like I'm doing things right the right way and looking perfect and, and being like this perfect person this perfect coach or perfect entrepreneur actually it's like no actually what is most important to me is feeling good and I deserve to feel like that so therefore I'm just gonna do these three things rather than Mm. 10. (laughs) Yeah and I think it's about changing the parameters and the goals that we set and if you are like a, a massive perfectionist it can be really hard to fight against that because you don't notice it it's like but that's just the way it's meant to be done so it might be changing 
how you approach that so rather than going oh well I, I'm gonna journal five times a week or whatever it might be it's like actually the right way and even if you need to use the language of the perfect way for me to approach this is to do I don't know 30 seconds and then see how I feel and if I want to continue I will you know whatever it is those moments of check-in and sort of just sense checking it with yourself really isn't it like is this the right thing right now is this the best kind of way I could do this but I think we have to change to yourself what perfect could mean initially rather than it's hard to just dismiss perfection completely because that's not how we've been wired initially to to function yeah absolutely absolutely amazing well I feel like this has been so valuable (laughs) I feel like there is so much to take away we've spoken on perfectionism we've spoken on of course overwhelm actionable like really super actionable things that people can go away and do and you mentioned the overwhelm tracker how do people access that and and download that so um if you go to my website you can get it there but also instagram is a great place to be following me i use it a lot um and you can get it through my instagram as well which is at amelia kirk coaching so that's probably the best place to stay up to date with what i'm doing and kind of get any of those resources as well Fabulous. Is there anything else that you wanted to share or anything that's kind of um, running in you that you're like, oh, I want to share this. (laughs) I feel like this is important. Um, I think the main stuff I've shared really, I think one of the biggest takeaways I would, I would ask people to, to really remember is this idea that the feeling of overwhelm is more overwhelming than what caused the overwhelm. And that can be hard to accept initially. And that's why perspective is one of the first things I work on, that mindset shift and understanding we can impact overwhelm. But just know that. And I think the other thing is just know that overwhelm is completely normal, but it's not okay. You don't have to put up with it. Um, there are so many things out there that we just go, well, it's normal. So that's just what I have to do. It is normal, but you do not have to continue behaving in that way um, and putting your your life in in that way, which just makes it stressful and and just not the nicest place to be. So, yeah, just recognize that you have the choice to make that change. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Just don't forget that you have the ability to choose. Um, and I feel like that knowing that actually the um the feeling of overwhelm is more overwhelming than the thing that caused it is revolutionary I feel like that is a massive thing to take away so thank you yeah it can be reassuring as long as you then take action on dealing with overwhelm (laughs) otherwise you're like okay cool so this is a problem too Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to pop. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to pop all of your um, details and all the information of where people can find you in the show notes. So if you're listening, just scroll down a little bit and you can follow Amelia on Instagram and download the Overwhelm Tracker. Is there anything that's coming soon that you want to let people know of? Um, so I have got a group program which is relaunching on the 25th of October and that is for entrepreneurs that are feeling overwhelmed so this is overcome the overwhelm business edition and it is a two-month group coaching program Um, so if that is something that might be of interest to you if you have been feeling overwhelmed and need that help um, then get in touch and we can have a little chat and see if it could be the right fit for you fabulous and people can get in touch just on instagram yeah reach out on instagram that's the easiest place um yeah 
fabulous well thank you so much it's been thank so you lovely thanks um yeah thank you so much and we will chat soon thanks so much bye bye you've been listening to make it happen the podcast with emily harris the place to be for all the inspiration, knowledge and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot, expand your self-awareness and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving and powerful version of you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review and share it on your socials because the more you share, the more people we can reach to truly help them to access all that they need to truly make their dreams a reality. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Lots of love.